0: I've defeated you it's true and I've (laughs) conquered you (laughs) I own you now
1: Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her little brother, William.
1: And this week, we are combing our archives to, t- to find things that Will and I took notes about, but never actually got to speak about in an episode. So this is going to be a grab bag of those topics.
0: Spring cleaning. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It's We've, important. Sometimes uh, your notes get clogged up. Yeah. Sometimes the episode gets clogged up because sure. I just Run my mouth.
1: Or moi. <laughs>
0: we run out you of time. You have some things too. I do. I do. I've got a fun uh, variety of, of things. Yeah, but yeah. But so I'm curious to see where this episode may take us, because truly, neither one of us really knows uh, no. what the other is going to bring out of the past. Absolutely. Forgotten notes.
1: Well, why don't you kick it off?
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. That sounds good to me um I have some things that I think I didn't say mm-hmm. from the last time we did real Housewives
1: okay yep
0: it was episode 264 Real Housewives of the Netherworld return something like that yeah uh and I had watched um Potomac and New Jersey mm-hmm. but I also watched other other clips Real Housewives of Atlanta yep real Housewives of Dallas yep um and, and so, new york and new york okay maybe i also covered that then on the oh. show because this, this is the you stuff didn't that cover I, new york i didn't cover new york no really but that's so there, okay there's still even more stuff then i suppose real housewives no biggie. potomac new york beverly hills i did mm-hmm. yeah i don't have i don't even have new york in my notes maybe oh, i okay. just sort of like riffed yeah right i don't know maybe i watched it and then it was like don't i don't need do notes yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. perfect right um, but I do have this, there was an episode of in. Real Housewives of Atlanta that I watched where they had a psychic that came in who, uh, got into a fight with everybody Yeah. and then just got up and left the room.
1: Well, they went to her. Oh, okay. So yeah.
0: So you've seen this. Yes. I have. You've seen all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> they say I have this quote here. Also, my notes are a mystery cause I don't fully remember all the context of it.
1: <laughs> Should we not do this?
0: Um, I I know this. I'll okay. tell you this. The psychic says this at some point to one of the Real Housewives. She goes, "You're not a little girl. You have not been a little girl for a long time." Uh, okay, sweetheart.
1: I think she's talking to Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Wow, if I remember correctly, because okay. Kim Zolciak is being a real pain in the ass.
0: Um, the the psychic goes, "I'm from a higher power. I can promise you that." And then this uh, one was amazing. Yeah, I think it's Kim is not taking it very seriously. Yeah. And then uh, the psychic goes, "This is some bullshit. This is negative energy. Mm-hmm. She's not feeling it." Um, and then the, she, the psychic, says to Kim, "Kim, if I were to present you with a bath right now, would you be willing to let me willing to <laughs> let me clean you off?" <laughs> Which is crazy.
1: That is crazy. I feel like there's got to be some larger context
0: for that. Um, I, I wrote, would imagine. I mean, maybe, maybe
1: they were talking about the concept of like you know washing someone's feet as a way of being, like, ultimately loving?
0: Maybe, maybe. Uh, I did write, this is super fun, I love this. I I think maybe I shouldn't talk about this anymore. (laughs)
1: Okay, all right, that's fine, that's (laughs) fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be, that's the kind of thing that needs to be fresh in the mind. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, One of them keeps checking their cell phone (laughs) during the reading, and I think this is one of the things that set the psychic off. Right. Uh, And uh, the psychic also wants to go outside, take some things from the bushes, and and dip them in a jar to create some sort of, like, a salve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and then she leaves and says and they said this is bananas
1: yeah i mean she was super pissed
0: yeah the psychic the, i like the idea of the psychic i like the idea of anybody joining an episode of the real housewives <laughs> yeah and then being like i i hate all of you and i hate this
1: pretty much i mean if I remember correctly they came to like her spiritual center yeah And then started fighting with each other, which was that was intended. Like I think that she was meant to be like a spiritual referee for them, okay? Because there was discord in the group, unsurprisingly. And then she would kind of like help them sort it out from a more heightened level. Yeah. But then Kim came in, and she was just being like super disrespectful and annoying. Checking her phone. She brought in a red solo cup with like booze in it that she was she didn't drive. She was drinking in the car. Okay. And was just being like super flippant and weird. And that lady was not having it. And that's not usually what you see. Usually they're quite docile when these women are being assholes. Yes, because you think of the
0: the cast, the recurring cast of the show going crazy on each other. But the idea that a normie, even a psychic normie, (laughs) comes in and would be like, you're all out of your goddamn minds. That lady was given as good as she got. That's great. And
1: I, I have to tell you, in real time right now on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, there is a fight going on that has to do with a psychic. Okay. It's a Turkish coffee ground reader. Okay. Um, I think I had you watch somebody do that like a long time ago. I think for our first Real Housewives episode. But this is a thing. Um, it's it's kind of like reading. Tea like reading tea leaves. It's exactly the yeah. same, but with with coffee grounds. And this woman came in to give everybody a reading, and she was saying things that were so specific that they were like, okay, Jen, who brought this woman, you know, into the fold absolutely told her this stuff
0: yeah yeah um
1: because like when she went to read jen she was like i see that you know your future is bright you have a lot of endorsements coming in and they were like come on because they just had a fight where somebody Uh, was talking about endorsements with her and they were like where'd you get that word and people are all at jen right now because of that
0: okay that's great it's great i love that Mm -hmm. uh what do you know about this one just while we're finishing real housewives sure real housewives of dallas
1: yeah, they go to a haunted house, right? They
0: go ghost hunting. hmm And um, uh, they say, my girlfriend contacts my dog who died through a Ouija board. She could feel his fur. Oh. That's an event that occurred. Okay. Um, uh, the, I guess, facilitator of this ghost hunt says, on any piece of land you're on, you're gonna get activity. Which very much plays into something that I've said on the show before. Yeah. Of like, everywhere you stand, Someone's been there and someone's probably died. Yes, there are dead bodies everywhere. I
1: would say, if not buried underneath,
0: maybe fully decomposed. Like there's not even a sign, but like right. somebody died everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And they use a pendulum uh, for scrying, right? Okay. Now we've done this ourselves. We did a ghost hunt last year in yep. October. You literally dangle a pendulum on like a board, and it might sway to the left, to the right. But they refer to using this pendulum to protect themselves. Oh. Which I've never heard of.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Were they definitely using a pendulum or were they just kind of like holding a thing? And it's, you know, that was like a Yeah, a I, don't, talisman, I don't remember for sure now. Basically. But it yeah. did
0: seem like just like a misunderstanding of yeah, like watching it as somebody who looks at all this kind of stuff constantly. I was just like, they don't understand what they're doing. That's not what a pendulum is for. A pendulum is for
1: communication.
0: I know the use of this toy. Yes. And uh, then they go to a little kid's room, and Mm. I liked this. One of the real housewives decides when they go into the room, she says... I want to sit on the floor mm-hmm. because there are supposedly ghosts of little kids in here. Yeah, and I liked that. Like she sort of, you know, if you take this all and say that it's all definitely real, May that as she well was get like, get into it, get on their level, and try to be non-threatening. Right. Right. Yeah. Be able to make eye contact, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I, I, I liked that. Yeah. Um. And they, they keep like rolling a ball uh-huh. and being like, she's gonna roll it back, like the spirit of this kid's gonna roll it back. Yeah. And then eventually that stops, like the ball is just. Maybe the floor not is not happening. even, you know. Yeah. She goes, She didn't want to play with her ball anymore. That's really sad.
1: <laughs> that is very sad. It's
0: very sad. It would make anybody it's heartbreaking when the ghost you're playing with the ball you're rolling in an empty room stop, stops rolling around. Yeah. And the ghost, that means the ghost didn't want to play with it anymore. That is really sad.
1: That makes me sad. So,
0: those were just like some weird. That's like, I just gave you almost like deleted scenes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like,
0: almost like no context and barely any remembrance. But those were things that I had researched. Yeah. About The Real Housewives.
1: Works for me. And yeah. I have to tell you, The Real Housewives of Dallas is a ghost itself now.
0: Oh it my got canceled. God. Oh.
1: No. That hardly ever happens really (laughs) it has to be pretty bad to get canceled
0: meaning what i know what is the mark of quality how can it be bad they're not fighting enough
1: oh no they were fighting enough it's just we're like almost no one is likable or the villains are just like too bad or the fights are too ridiculous there was a woman on there who was being openly racist on the last season that it was on damn but like not acknowledging that it was racism like i don't even know how to explain it without yeah, going all into it. it's not good I, I hear
0: what you're saying yeah. um
1: yeah she was like no i just mean whatever and you're like that's racist that's yeah. not good yeah um so i think that, that was a big tipping point because she was kind of like in her nuttiness like sort of the star of the show because she was very oh. dynamic okay not in a good way not like oh we love this lady but she was very compelling to watch yeah in her nuttiness and uh, with her gone, it's kind of hard. Like she was the fulcrum of like a lot of like drama and fights. Yeah. So I mean, there were some, you know, there were a couple of like good people on there, um, who sadly their franchise had to go bye bye. But now that they have Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Which brings in everybody from all the franchises, whether they were canceled or not.
0: Some real world people, road rules challenge stuff.
1: Yeah. Now these people can come back. So I'm looking forward to Stephanie from Dallas, if everybody knows what I'm talking about, to be on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Because I think she was nice.
0: Sounds like this is like like some some dream combinations you might get.
1: Yes, that's exactly the thing. Yeah, yeah it's people from all the different cities all mushed together and they go off on like a, an exotic vacation together. Right now like if Ultimate-
0: Dorothy From the West Coast and Esmeralda from the East Coast met. Yes. What would it be?
1: It's exactly that. But in Thailand, which is where they are right now.
0: Right. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: It's awesome. I'm happy for you. (laughs) You would like it. You enjoyed it. Sure. Don't don't poo-poo now. I remember that you were like, actually, I loved it. You indoctrinated me and whatever
0: you know what i was indoctrinated but then yeah. i fell away yeah, from the, the flock i'm like the mandalorian right like i'm <laughs> i'm uh, i'm an acolyte now Did the or whatever
1: mandalorian fall away he
0: fell away from the, the he and then he had to bless himself in the sacred oh yeah, waters. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah that's right I'm i to have to bless myself
1: i thought he, i thought he fell away again in real time or something because right now he's hanging out with everybody in the cave
0: bless yourself before you mess yourself
1: <laughs> got that right well yeah Okay, so do you want to head over to Haunted Vermont? Of course I do. Okay, great. So this is from episode 277. This is one that I was sad to let go by the wayside, but I knew that we were obviously going to do this some other time. So it was okay. But this is, I, I liked this a lot. Um, So I found out about this thing from obscurevermont.com. This is an awesome blog that's been going on for years. And it's set up like really simply, really easy to navigate, super awesome with lots of pictures of the subjects that it's talking about. And I really recommend checking it out because it was super cool. And it's run by somebody named Chad Abramovich. Hmm. So this is the story of the Town What's It.
0: Oh, I've heard of this. Really? Yeah. I don't, I I literally name only. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, do you, do you have a guess as to how you've heard of it?
0: God, no, I I would have said something like weird New Jersey, but obviously Mm -hmm. not because it's Vermont.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a great name. So it start this all kind of like started when Chad's anonymous friend who he's interviewing for this blog post, was outside in the hot tub with a couple of buddies, and even though nobody else was home, they heard the sound of footsteps suddenly pacing back and forth by the garage, oh, no. which wasn't far away. And it was especially weird to them that they all of a sudden heard these footsteps happening like relatively closely nearby because they didn't hear anybody approaching or anything. And you would have based on like where the sound was relative to them. And since it was winter and it was that super crusty snow outside, they feel like they would have heard somebody. Yeah. They would have heard somebody walk up and then maybe pace back and forth. But all of a sudden, just, you know, back and forth. It's very strange. So all three of these people felt really uneasy, and they didn't really know what to do until one of them decided to jump out and investigate, and then the other two followed. They were probably I bet one of them was like, fine, fine, I'll do it. And the other ones were like, well, we don't want to feel like wimps. Maybe, so maybe, then they came.
0: Yeah, maybe the first guy went, and then the second guy was like... All right, I ain't no chicken. I'm going too. Yeah. And then the third guy was like, "Why well, do I feel <laughs> alone you... by myself?" Exactly. Yeah. And then he hops out of the tub, and then you've got these three guys in <laughs> yeah. their skivvies, yeah, creeping in the snow, <laughs> so
1: crunching cold. barefoot
0: through the snow, shivering.
1: Yeah. Um. So they found nothing when they went to investigate. Not even footprints, which is really weird because all three of them definitely felt like footprints. they definitely heard footprints. Um, so they, they just kind of acknowledge it as like, that's weird. We're all certain that we heard this. I don't get it. Then a few weeks later, a friend was over at this person's house, the anonymous person. Um, when that person's, whose house was dog started barking like crazy. And so this friend, the owner of the house, let's call them for, you know, clarity's sake, uh, was unnerved and weirded out because, you know, they'd experienced this weird hot tub thing not that long ago. And the friend who was visiting asked why they were so, like, weirded out by this. What's the big deal? And it was, you know, in part because they knew that something strange had happened recently. And in part because their dog was majorly old and hadn't barked in years. Oh, So for them to be barking, something had to be, like, really wrong or at least going on for sure. Right. So they got up to check on the dog and they heard the sound of footsteps again on this hard, icy snow. But when they went outside to investigate, again, no one was there and there weren't any footsteps. So the friend who was visiting the owner of the house was completely weirded out and wanted to go home. And so the owner walked her home. So they were out there on a cold moonless night using flashlights to guide them as they walked and they heard the wail of coyotes first from the woods behind a nearby river and then from the woods behind this guy's house. Okay. He had the sense that something was happening that one of the coyotes didn't like or maybe someone was about. They were sounding like agitated and yeah. weirded out, not just like a normal like howl in the night situation. So he swung his flash by flashlight beam around and caught something terrifying. A set of yellow glowing eyes like a cat's eyes about five feet higher than the roof of his neighbor's house.
0: Whoa.
1: He saw the eyes duck below the roof line and he turned off his flashlight, scared. Like he was scared to do it, but he didn't really want to frighten it away. He was like into investigating what it was, which I my first instinct is like, I would just want to get the hell out of there. Absolutely. But. This is the friend of the guy who runs the Scary Vermont website. So I maybe mean, he's into this stuff too.
0: Yeah, I need to know. Yeah. Right.
1: So, it, you know, it was inclined to try to get to the bottom of the mystery. So uh, now with the lights off, this thing scrambled back onto the roof. And as the guy's eyes adjusted to the darkness, he saw something terrifying. He said that the eyes of this thing that were on top of the roof were attached to something semi-human that looked like a gangly shadow. It climbed down from the roof and ran away into the night, and the coyotes started barking and wailing again. This guy has not seen it since. Um, he thought that it could have some connection to the pig man sightings, since Moortown is close to the Devil's Washbowl, where the Pigman man resides. Of course. But the details of the cases are pretty different, so this may just be a second cryptid in the area. Okay. Wait, the pig man?
0: I know. I Yeah.
1: What is that?
0: So, real I quick, would, before we move on to Pigman, yeah. use the phrase semi-human, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, I would typically think of like humanoid being a yeah. term in these doings. Semi-human, I think is a really cool spooky thing. Yeah. Cuz what makes it semi, right? Right. Like how, what do you I'm sure I picked that just from the website. I love that. Semi-human.
1: From obscurevermont.com. It's great. So then, you know, they they referenced that, like, everybody just knows what the Pigman man was on this website. Because to them, it probably is like, yeah, we're into this stuff. Yeah. And, like, everybody's got to know about the pig man. So I looked into it. And the way I decided to do this was by watching the show Monsters and Mysteries in America, season three, episode five. Um, so this show has reenactments, like, all these kinds of shows, the whole bit. I had never seen this before but I loved it. And part of the reason I decided to use this as the source is because the guy who runs obscurevermont.com, Chad Abramovich, is in this episode of Monsters and Mysteries talking about it. So I felt like it had some credibility. Yeah. Uh, So this happened in Northfield, which looked like a cutie little town, but the locals have been terrorized by a pigman monstrosity for decades. Wow! Now, I mentioned the Devil's Washbowl before. Uh, that is a ravine on the edge of this town with a single road to get in or out. Um, and they spoke to on the show a local named Amanda who said that there are caves and a ton of underbrush. And it seems like the Devil's Washbowl will be a very easy and appealing place to hide if one wanted to do so. So the story of the pig man goes that in 1971, a 20-ish ballpark-year-old man disappeared from a nearby farm where he was reportedly cruel to his pigs. One night, he disappeared, and it said that his body disappeared as well, and people kind of whispered, was it eaten by the pigs? Yeah. Like, is that what happened? From then, weird things started happening in the area. A local guy heard something messing with his garbage cans and assuming that it was a bear or some raccoons, he wanted to go out and scare it off and just be like, hey, you get out of here. Instead, he saw the naked body of a man with the head of a pig rooting through his garbage cans. God damn. Very scary.
0: uh, The naked body of a man with the head of a pig.
1: You could call that semi-human.
0: Yeah. This is going to be a crazy thing to say.
1: Uh Uh-huh i like it
0: aren't 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 (laughs) this sounds good (laughs) aren't pigs supposed to be like really 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 close to humans yes so like a nude man Mm sort of looks like a pig is my point are we talking about limb length because that's really it what do you mean and a whole different kind of ass
1: we're saying that it's a pig except its limbs or its limbs are much longer? I'm potentially?
0: just I get Yeah, well because you're saying he's got the body of a human. Well, he's a naked man. Most of the pig is torso true i guess i guess i don't know i think there's
1: dingaling and booty in play
0: oh you think that's what he he honed it on (laughs) that is a human dingaling and booty (laughs) because i think about limbs i think about the arms and and hands as being huge
1: and i would also think he was standing upright digging through the garbage if he's saying he looks like a human like a pig wouldn't be like it's not it's not richard scary
0: but (laughs) if only (laughs) if a human was on all fours which is what i'm picturing admittedly okay like a pig's face is forward Right, because yeah. he's on all fours, yeah, like a dog. Yeah, but a human, we stand on two feet, and our face also looks forward. where our toys toes are pointing. Yeah, see what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Kind of. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm trying to describe something that's <laughs> take a, your time. I'm trying to describe something that's impossible to describe. You know that <laughs> the meme? Pig man? You know the meme that that's like if a dog wore pants, mm-hmm. would it wear them like this or like this? And it's yeah, if like, a
1: frog had wings, they bump his ass when he hopped. Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you learned English from the from the police academy movies. That's right. You know, but it's like from Wayne's worlds In that meme where it's like, a, would a dog wear a jeans? It's like, does he wear them only on his hind legs? Right. Or do the jeans go on all four legs? I've actually never seen this. You've never seen this no. meme. So what I'm saying is, for a pig man, mm-hmm. what direction is his head pointed? Because a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, because a pig. He's a pig, man. A pig is on all fours looking straight ahead. Right. Do we agree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he was standing on two feet, is his head pointed straight up? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do, I if do. a pig stood up on its hind legs, its head would be pointed at the Yeah,
1: sky. like it, it doesn't have, like, it can't go down. Really. Yeah,
0: because its face yeah. should be looking forward. <laughs> but what does this have to do with.
1: <laughs> with this? With the guy seeing somebody who he described as having the body of a man and the head of a pig, what is... Because <laughs> I can't decide, I can't decide what that looked like. I I think we have to assume, we just gotta assume exactly what he's saying. Let's assume the, it was body, the body of a man. Of so a the man. pig
0: face is yes. looking forward.
1: Yes, it's as though he's wearing a pig mask, <laughs> okay. like from Saw.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think also I have the benefit, I will say, of having watched this and they showed the pig man. Oh, they
0: did? Okay. Yeah.
1: So it was like a pig head on like a man's body It wasn't looking straight up into the sky.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Screwed <laughs> up. That you just take a pig and just like make him stand, up. Make stand up. And now it's looking up. But also, we'll, You'd be we'll bumping get off into this walls. In a wall. This wouldn't work anyway because if we're going on this sort of thing we're like you take a cardboard cat out of a pig standing, standing. okay and then you make him stand that means his legs are all out he has too. two
0: he has two top s- legs
1: they're all s- no and bottom
0: and bottom oh if, you know
1: what i mean if we're just taking a pig and just flipping it
0: that right. means it could
1: only just be sitting on its curly <laughs> tail Same
0: flat on its ass with all four limbs. Yeah, just straight straight out from its body. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Shit, it doesn't work.
1: (laughs) But you know what? At least we puzzled it out. At
0: least we worked on it. All right. Yeah. We won't do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Scrap the pig.
0: Pig idea. Scrap the pig, man. The vertical pig experiment. (laughs) The vertical pig experiment. Vert pig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> A pig in portrait, not landscape. <laughs> it's exactly what. It yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> in vertical mode because it's better for social media.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Kristen everybody's better on their these
1: days. You want them to just be able to take that thumb,
0: mm-hmm. scroll,
1: scroll, scroll. Oh god, yeah. that's so funny. Horizontal okay.
0: pigs are for television. Exactly. Vert pigs for Insta uh-huh. and TikTok.
1: You could also do horizontal for YouTube. Oh, you got that right. Mm-hmm. All right. People do turn their phones for YouTube. There are studies okay so uh so that guy saw a pig man in his garbage from then weird things started happening in the area a local guy heard something messing with his garbage cans y- oh wait no that's the same
0: paragraph. <laughs> just, it's stuck in a loop whoops. so now get a load of this pig man <laughs> just traps on pig man whoops a doodle okay oh if we had the gumption to just not call out that that happened, but do just an hour where we just over keep hovering around the pig man. like those
1: horrible TikToks that are a loop. Yes, over and over.
0: Yes, yeah, yes. They're they're designed to loop.
1: Yes, just keep going. Okay, weird things do keep happening though. I'm now on to the next paragraph. Later that fall, teens at the local high there were teens at the local high school dance, and some of the bad kids went out behind the school to drink and smoke. And while they were back there, they heard some weird noises coming from the nearby woods. One of the kids had a flashlight, and they were shocked to see the crouching pig man eating roadkill, kind of squealing and screaming as it
0: ate. Oh now, this could God. be a pig, because it's like a, I hope to God this one's a pig. It's got to be a pig.
1: Um, now it's crouching, which is in pig position.
0: Do you see what I was saying initially, though, about like how a pig, it's pale... It looks like if if I'm, I think the thing with pigs is that they are
1: mentally closer to humans than other animals.
0: Well, no, it's not just that. Yeah, it's they are physically. So like they have, oh man, I swear to God, I saw something somewhere sometime. Which I know this is not the greatest source. (laughs) I swear to God, I've seen something where it's like when they study how like humans decompose, sometimes they'll use a pig. You're right. You're right. Right, because it's like <laughs> I think it is. It's fat, like <sighs> I think it's a Patricia Cornwell book called
1: The Body Farm. Okay, I think that they talk about it in there.
0: Because I, yeah, look at this. And in the chat, mm-hmm. Matthew: pig heart valves can be used for defective human heart valves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pigs and humans—we've got some sort of simpatico, right? Physicality. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, I am Caucasian. My skin is quite white, and right. like pinkish i've got a rosy hue about a my cheeks hue? yes <laughs> yeah. i when i blush people go are you wearing blush so if you saw me in the woods yeah on all fours and a pig in the woods on all fours we look roughly similar i don't think so will i'm saying if somebody says to you there's a pig man in, in in and about these woods. Right. And then you are running through the woods with a flashlight mm-hmm. and you come across a pig squealing and happily eating like all scary. Yeah, yeah. You might convince yourself, well, like, all right, he's got the body of a man because his skin's all pink. I guess and that it might I just mean, be if, a pig.
1: Honestly, I feel that. Some variation of that must be actually happening here, and that's what I was. And when it's I was, combined with like just people psyching themselves out and freaking out. Or exactly. Whatever. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. talking,
0: it sounded like I was almost like half in a dream about arm length. <laughs> it's because I was like, yeah, you're like it's about limb length. I, I was like, it's like baffling. I know, I understand because I'm also having a hard time articulating it, but it's like. Fundamentally, the thing that would most give it away is our arms are longer than a pig's and we have hands not hooves.
1: Right, right. Like you can't
0: see the, those parts. And
1: hair and stuff.
0: Some people are bald. No, they certainly are, but And you said the body the, hair. Oh, I don't but know. You said it had the head of a pig. So I took for granted that the pig is hairless. I'm not picturing like a pig with like like a 70s I'm
1: talking about combed the person. home to the side. I'm talking about the person. People have body hair, oh, and I feel that hair. that would be a tell. <laughs> They're
0: like, and they've got hair and stuff. Like, No, people. Like, this pig man, like, should no, he I have? I feel
1: like if I saw somebody's hairy ass in the woods, I would know that it was a human and not a pig.
0: I think it's a very important what part of the pig you're approaching to this think it's so a pig stupid. man or a pig. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
1: I almost no part that i could be approaching that i mistake a man for a pig or vice versa i know i'm not in mensa or anything but i feel like i got a pretty good handle on man
0: v pig all right listen we we record this live <laughs> youtube.com slash g gttupod someone just popped in the chat said made it hi all and i just want to say right on time yeah, hi <laughs> you joined for the best part where we're really confused about pigs. Oh, I'm pig not confused men. at all. All right. I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> even about even what uh, points I'm trying to make. Let's move on.
1: Okay. I mean, we're moving on, but we're still talking about pigs. So for all we know, this could all just be coming back again. Um, so they saw those scary pigs. So they are that pig, you know, eating roadkill and being like, hm, hm, or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so they all ran back and they were freaked out and crying and upset and Chad who is the guy who runs that website points out that for teen boys to cry in front of the whole school is a big deal Yes. so if these bad kids who are going out back to smoke and drink come back from that and they're crying because they saw a pig man like it's big stuff
0: it's pretty wild
1: yeah pretty wild
0: this is a weird day
1: (laughs) Yeah, this dance just got really weird. (laughs) weird. So people start searching the caves in the Devil's Washbowl area, and they found a bed of matted hay and small animal bones. The pig man's lair.
0: This is crazy.
1: Narration. Where the man ends and the pig begins is anybody's guess.
0: Say it again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the narrator on top of the show said where the man ends and the pig begins is anybody's guess.
0: Where the man ends and the pig begins. Now that could be mm-hmm. behavioral. It could well, be. It's fi- a show
1: about the pig man <laughs> called Monsters and Mysteries. <laughs> it could be. They're not talking about pigs emotional intelligence it matching that of a human. Be. He's talking about literally a man body and a pig body.
0: No. The narrator of the show, William? If they said it's a man with the head of a pig. Where the man ends and the pig begins is shouldn't the neck. I should have talked about this. It's the neck. We know that for sure. Yeah, but He's also... saying pigs don't make a bed out of hay for no goddamn reason. They don't go in the woods and find bedding and pull it all together and make a bed. His point was where the man, the intelligence of a man, ends and a pig being just a creature who can't just build a... Unless, be, unless pigs are out there building beds for themselves? I think that's what he means. All right. Numero uno. I can understand
1: the confusion because I, I don't think that that narration was directly in response okay. to the pig bed. Okay. But you wouldn't know that. Okay. I think that that was a piece of narration that was like, that's funny. I'm writing that down. Right. The way I said it, I completely understand why you would think okay. that. He, I believe that they were just talking conceptually and in a silly way, because this is crazy. Who knows where man ends and pig begins. Right. Or whatever. Okay. So then later on in the 80s, because that was all in the 70s that it was happening, it became a thing to go to Devil's Washbowl and freak each other out about the pig man. It also became a lover's lane.
0: This Before the pig man. <laughs> <laughs> Enter. Bride of pig man, Son of Pigman.
1: That's right. Uh, so this one couple was necking in the car when the guy said he had to go pee-pee. And all of a sudden... <laughs>
0: I'm oh, sorry, I have to go pee-pee.
1: <laughs> Hang on, babe, I have to go pee-pee. Uh, all of a sudden, the girl heard a noise and saw her boyfriend had been tossed into the underbrush by the pig man. Whoa! With <laughs> like, like pants around his ankles. <laughs> Again, I'm picturing just just an image of this man as though it's a cardboard cutout just being picked up and <laughs> tossed away in the exact same position as he gets tossed. <laughs> uh the couple screams after this happened drove the pig man away. The boyfriend had injuries that support his account that the pig man didn't have hands, but giant hooves slash claws. Okay,
0: so that answer's part of it for me. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think it's Hooves glamorous. slash claws. Yeah, I know.
0: Pigs don't have claws. So it is like a a claw is closer to a human hand than a hoof is. So it is like a missing link between pig and man.
1: Right. That's part of where man ends and pig begins. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, these sightings happen even today, Will. A local photographer named Amanda shared her account of uh, she and her friends after a night of hanging out who all went to go seek out the pig man since Devil's Washbowl was kind of nearby. They were probably a mile down the road in total darkness when they started noticing branches falling right in front of them always in front as they moved it was very weird one of the friends said they heard squealing and they all started kind of hearing it and freaking out and getting scared so they decide to turn around and go home suddenly the pig man appeared before them naked super pale with the head of a pig they hauled ass home she says she doesn't know exactly what's out there but she would never go back
0: it sounds like she does know exactly what's out there. Yeah, she a naked saw pig man. full frontal pigman. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. The, like Kramer,
0: the pigman will do remember? full frontal. Uh, do I remember? Oh, that is another one of my unused pieces of oh, material perfect. this week. Perfect is the pigman.
1: Well, let's move on. I'm done.
0: You're done with the pigman from Vermont. Yep. yep. That-
1: well, before we move on, yeah, we need to make sure that everybody out there knows some things about us, about wow. us pig people. First of all, we have something new to tell you. We always tell you about uh, Patreon stuff, and we'll do that too. Don't you worry. But we want to let you know that we have a live show coming up. That's right. That is free to attend because we are going to be part of the Jersey Devil Fable Fest in Asbury Park, New Jersey, put on by Paranormal Books and Curiosities. On Saturday, May 6th, we will be going live at 3 p.m.
0: And when we say live... Live I, show. I already mentioned, like, we record live on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to be live in a room yes. with an audience in front of them.
1: Well, on a street
0: On a street. Yeah, but still. But we're going to be doing a a podcast physically in person. Yeah. And so I know that we've got a bunch of people that are in the tri-state area, some beyond who travel down, which is mind boggling. Totally. We were at this convention last year. Mm -hmm. We thought we were going to do a live show. It didn't happen. We've got a day. We've got a time. We are scheduled in. Yeah. Saturday, May 6th, 3 p.m. at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival, Come drop by, see the show. We will have a table. We will be hanging out. Mm-hmm. Come talk to us. Um, yeah, I, we'll be
1: there all day long, but we'll be doing our show at three. Exactly.
0: So. We'll even be there the night before. Yes. At a uh, at, on the panel of a film festival. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be in the area. We're gonna be having a good time. So definitely swing by. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, May sixth. 3 p.m. is the show itself.
1: Yep. And um, Asbury Park is super, super cool. It's a mm-hmm. fun place to be. Um, So I don't know. There, there's more to draw you there than just us is what I'm trying to say, basically. Oh, my God, entirely. And this Fable Festival is basically like a street fair, but that's just all situated around like spooky sorts of stuff so there are going to be tons of vendors there who have you know wares that are somehow connected to the
0: paranormal
1: Mm -hmm. um we've heard about
0: tours yep Mm -hmm. that might be happening obviously with a film festival you're going to be able to go to screenings of short films and stuff it's going to be a really good time if you want to check out more go to Mm jerseydevilfest.com and the best social media for them is at the paranormal museum on instagram yeah uh and so uh please put it on your calendar saturday may 6th 3 p.m eastern come hang out it's gonna be a good time yeah we'd love to see you and meet you absolutely and talk at you yeah abs- in person for the first time in years in show form yeah we, we last did a live show just before the pandemic which mm-hmm. man i'm so glad i'm so thankful that we got to have I that know. experience. Before the world shut down. Yep. Um, and I'm glad to be getting back out there. Yeah, me too. Um, also, if you're enjoying this episode, which is <laughs> out of control. It's debatable. Admittedly. Uh, <laughs> and you, you, you like Guide to the Unknown, you want more, you want to support us, head to patreon.com slash Uh, You probably know Patreon. Bunch of different tiers. Find the one that fits. The fun thing that we do there is that... Uh we do an entire separate podcast from Mm -hmm. this main show. We call it the Netherworld Dispatch. Um, and we do it every single week, always comes out on Mondays. It is a super good time. Yeah. Uh we react to people seem to like it. Yeah. Not just
1: us saying it's a good time.
0: Yeah, I'm not kidding. If you if you look around, people will say that our Patreon is really worth it. We try to make each show. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent episode of the Netherworld Dispatch. Kristen and I looked up scary clips on TikTok mm-hmm. and looked at some of the scariest stuff uh, that I have saved off of like Reddit. And then I even got into some personal stories. Oh yeah, um, about scary encounters that I had with my family at Sesame Place, where it was mostly scary because there was a very rude, a rude adult
1: extremely
0: Who, uh, uh, we got
1: some feedback on that people were fired up
0: The pe- it really fired people up this yeah. Sesame Place story yeah it's not good uh, but so go check that out that is patreon.com slash pod. Mm-hmm. super super fun really yeah. good time we've even got commentary tracks up there uh, for all of the Twilight movies yes Screams 1 through 5, and I'm anticipating a digital release for 6 soon, Mm -hmm. so we'll definitely be doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So go check that out, and thank you all so much for your support.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: All right, so let's talk about the Pigman again. Yeah, give me Pigman. Because uh, unbelievably, in my notes, episode 272, Mm -hmm. we covered scary stuff from the show Seinfeld. Right. And I took so many notes. And there just was not enough time. There's not even enough time in this episode to do them all. But you talked about a pig man. How could you not? How could I not? The episode, season five, episode five, it's titled The Briss. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the episode is about a briss. Yep. But Kramer's got this side plot going on in the episode where when he goes to the hospital to visit this this family that had a baby, he goes into the wrong room. Uh, he goes into room 1937 instead of room 1397, and he becomes convinced that he has seen a pig man. <laughs> half man, half pig. That's right. He espouses a conspiracy theory concerning a, the government and genetic mutation leading to pigmen armies. That's so stupid. By the end of the episode, Kramer has gone back into the hospital and found the pig man. Yeah. And, quote, liberates him from the hospital.
1: He helps him escape. You see the pig man. You don't see him full on. No. But you see Kramer swaddling something that's oinking.
0: I think it's, isn't it like on his back? Maybe. I think so. Uh, and then Yeah, the, I
1: guess so. I was thinking him like carrying something, but you're right. I think it's on his no, back. Oh, it's a
0: grown man. Yeah. Uh, the pig man then uh, is said to have stolen George's car. <laughs> that's right. Um, and a sheepish Kramer uh, is forced to admit that the pigman man was actually, quote, a fat little mental patient. <laughs> right. Right, but he winks like what could have been. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the pigman from the Briss episode. Delightful. of Seinfeld. Delightful. Um, now off of pigman, I did also have a Vermont
1: beautiful one
0: that I didn't. I guess we were shot full of Vermont. So, um, this is the second most haunted place in Vermont. Mm. I thought this was kind of a funny thing to look up. I had the most famous haunted place yeah. at the time. I wanted to see what's right on its heels. It yeah. turns out it's the Green Mountain Inn. Right. Um, and I like this. This gave us some. Do you remember a million years ago we found out about a guy who was his name was like George the Parrot, because he had a big nose or something like that, and then his dead body was eventually made into a pair of boots? I <laughs> doubt. Really I don't of. I have no idea what episode that was, but this is like a yeah. another like just like a weird local character kind of story. Mm-hmm. Former Inn horseman, Boots Berry... Wow. That's his name. You must really love boots for that to become your name. I think it was very I think boots were really important.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess (laughs) they probably were at a certain point. In the
0: old west, before the nineteen hundreds really got started. Boots were I think a big part of your day.
1: I guess you're, I mean, they're very hard to get on. So I bet they're literally a big part of your bike yes. because it takes for friggin' ever. It takes
0: a substantial amount of time to get them on.
1: But yeah, you don't want like a tumbleweed just bonking into your bare ankle. Exactly. You need so a boot. I think
0: they put a lot of thought into do I have the right boots? Do I need new boots?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So here we go. Boots Nike, Barry. If you're Marty McFly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't they go like, what kind of moccasins? <laughs> moccasins. <laughs> You got on there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Back to the Future 3. Hell yeah. (laughs) Really great. So, Bootsberry haunts the Green Mountain Inn. He was born in 1840 in room 302, Hmm. son of a chambermaid and a horseman. When he became an inn horseman himself, he was awarded a medal for saving some stagecoach passengers when the horses ran away. my God. Taverns all over gave Boots free drinks from that time on, which turned out not to be a good thing. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Alcoholism lost him his job. He became a wanderer, eventually landing in a New Orleans prison. Mm. Another prisoner taught him... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Another prisoner taught him how to tap dance...
1: In his boots? And it
0: is believed that this is how he earned the nickname Boots.
1: Boots? It should be like Tappy.
0: Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Toes. Tap, tap. Tap, tap. Tappy toes. Yeah. (laughs) Boots came back to the Green Mountain Inn years later. And in 1902, he saved a little girl who had been trapped on the roof in a snowstorm. Hmm. During his efforts, he fell to his death. Just like Santa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And according to legend, during a snowstorm, folks can hear the ghost of Boots Berry tap dancing across the roof. Ooh. And then I have this comment from Eric.
1: <laughs> Real Ben Vereen.
0: Yes, Boots Vereen.
1: Mm-hmm. Real quick, Ben Vereen's people tried to book a pedicure for him at the salon that I used to work at. And when they found it that there wasn't time, they were very rude and pissed.
0: Uh, Mr. Vereen is not
1: going to be happy about this. I think it's funny because his feet
0: are his thing. The feet are the most important part of Ben Vereen. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't get the pedicure at the time that he needed. And this is a problem. How am I going to tell Mr. Vereen? <laughs> are you sure there's nothing that we can do? do Slides a tap you. shoe across the table towards you? <laughs> or a boot? I'm getting a pedicure on Friday.
1: I know. What do you think of that? Good for you.
0: I'll, I'll saw my heels. <laughs>
1: You should keep a pumice stone in the shower. No. Probably not
0: going to do that. Mm, I know. So here's what Eric commented. They changed the room numbers and the inn, and it's at the inn. Its new room is uh, 243. Mm -hmm. It's on the third floor. If anyone ever goes to the Green Mountain Inn in Vermont, third floor, room 243 is the haunted room. And then this reply came in. We are currently in room 243. I I guess like as they type, I love this. Last night I heard tapping. I woke up, looked around and went back to sleep. Just this morning started researching and learned about boots. Fine. Fun, fun. so they're in the Wouldn't room you'd be thrilled i would be so excited about that that's awesome. i hear a tapping what is Is there a thing about this place what's yeah. going on yeah boots there is there's a tap dancing ghost and i'm in the room that then they change that uh, wonderful that's awesome incredible so there you go that yeah, is yeah, the yeah. the ghost of boots barry
1: it's funny that he's eternally tap dancing up there who
0: cha-cha it's <laughs> it's that sounds like it's his heaven i guess so right? it's like, his thing make heaven here on earth yeah and if he's stuck here on earth with unfinished business i don't know maybe you just gotta dance i guess so you gotta do what you love mm-hmm.
1: all right so i'm going to take us across the pond to visit a british beastie okay who's known as the beast of bodwin moore ah. bodmin moore excuse me okay all right So, in Britain, apparently a popular subcategory of cryptozoology is ABCs, alien big cats. This doesn't mean alien as in extraterrestrial, but big cats that are appearing in places that aren't native to them. Oh, okay. They're alien to the area. Like foreign
0: big cats. This was an urban legend, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh that we
0: ran out of time for, the Beast of Bodmore.
1: Uh, No, this was a, yes, it is an urban legend. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was part of the bees. Yes. Yeah uh so it, it like creates all these questions like how did they get there what's going on here this right. is very strange so it's like seeing a jaguar in a quaint english village or something yeah. like that so in the early 90s reports of mysterious livestock slayings and an apparently leopard-like creature hanging around started coming out of a place called Bodmin Moor. the ministry of agriculture's fisheries and food came out for an investigation, and they couldn't find evidence of a mysterious big cat. However, they also couldn't entirely rule it out, which is kind of the case, like, right. a, a lot. Like, you can't find evidence, but that doesn't mean it definitely didn't happen. Yep. But, you know. It, it also just kind of leaves room for speculation for people, basically. Yes. If they can... Like, I imagine somebody who wants it to be a thing being like, but can you rule it out? And then being like, well, no. No, and they're I like, I Hah. can't. Yes. So I've got you. Yeah, exactly. So what
0: you're saying is... I've defeated you. It's
1: true, <laughs> and I've conquered
0: you. <laughs> I own you now.
1: Um, so conquered yeah, it just <laughs> it leaves a lot of room for people who are into that kind of thinking. Yeah. So less than a week after the government report came out, a boy named Barney Lanyon Jones. Whoa. Yep. Was hanging out down by the river with some friends when they saw a big weird skull poking out. It was about four inches wide and seven inches long, with the bottom jaw missing, but with two big fangs like a leopard. The story hit the press and acted as kind of a counterpoint to the ministry saying that nothing was out there. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's nothing here. See?
0: Yeah, we found the bones. So right. we know you lie.
1: Right. Upon further investigation of the skull, though, they found that the back of it had been cut away cleanly and there were other knife marks, suggesting that this may have been part of one of those freaky skin rugs with the head attached. Oh! Yeah, what were you thinking?
0: I just thought, because sometimes people have contrived their own oh, there was a, corpses. I mean,
1: you're not far off, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, they were like, oh, this has all the markings of when people have a bearskin rug with a bear head attached to it. Like the way that they cut the skulls. So the it like Family. Lies on the floor. So
0: its head is looking <laughs> in the wrong direction from how it would lo- usually look, like the pig man. Yes. yes. Yes, you're absolutely
1: right. It all comes back to that pig thing Um, biology we
0: don't know where the pig ends and the man begins i'm not (laughs) sure what it was just a pig with the ass of a man that's quite troubling just the cheeks that's it it's still technically a pig man yeah i
1: I guess so but yeah it only got the cheeks yeah Hmm. not a bad gig (laughs) something to think about something to think about yeah okay so uh, it suggested that it's part of one of those weirdo rugs. Plus, this isn't the first time that one of those heads that like seems like it might come from a rug has been found out in nature. A handful of years later, there were two separate incidents of large skulls being found that were later attributed to being part of those rugs. Ugh. It surmised that pranksters may have put them out in the countryside to confuse, obfuscate, and freak people out.
0: Couldn't they have just like disposed of rugs incorrectly?
1: I guess they could have, but I guess in the country, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could have, but it's just the head. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's no sign of fabric. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's very weird. So
1: it seems like weirdos just decided to like, throw them around so people would find them and be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially if big cat or what are they called? ABCs sure. are a thing right. like you can screw with like the nutters right. who believe in this sort of thing.
0: Meanwhile, you're the nutter that's like carrying severed heads.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That you even have access to this is troubling. Yes. So there are still sightings of the beast of Ma- Bodmin Moor to this day. And there's a photo that is hotly contested of a large cat that seems to be an adult female puma, which makes them look very big. Puma tracks were also identified by a zoo near Bodmin Moor. So that seems to me like what's going on here in at least this instance. An
0: escaped puma? Yeah. That's scary too, though. That's it's, it's it's no more comforting than there being no. a beast.
1: It's still an alien big cat. It's just that you kind of know where it came from as opposed to it just like appearing in the wild. Did you see that there were mm. dolphins in the Raritan River? I did. This week? Yeah. That's the equivalent. The Raritan River is like one of the most polluted rivers in the state or whatever. You used whatever. to call it Old
0: Pooh River. Yeah. Pooh yeah.
1: River. I used to live I used to live right in front of Pooh River.
0: They found some bodies in Old Pooh River. Yeah, they did. Yeah. While I was there. It was yeah.
1: rough. But, um... But, yeah, dolphins, which shouldn't be in that area, were found, like, doing their whole dolphin thing, like, cresting. Mm -hmm. And hopefully somebody called, you know, wildlife or whatever.
0: Yeah, they need to be saved. Yeah. I take that... I don't know. Is it a dolphin like a fluke? They come in from the Atlantic and they make their way to New Brunswick, New Jersey. I think so.
1: I think it was just a weirdo, I guess. I don't That's know. Real crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw it from Facebook and the person was like, Well, somebody should call the wildlife federation or whatever. And somebody was like, Well, why don't you do it? If you're saying I love like that. someone should do it, God. like go ahead. And then I think in the thread somebody said, like, they're taking care of it. Or By whatever. all
0: means, feel free. Yeah. yeah. That happens a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's the Beast of Bob and Moore.
0: Wonderful. Love Mm -hmm. it. Love it. Yeah. I've only got Seinfeld stuff. Do you have anything that you – what what else do you have? Because you're usually the one that suffers the most, I think. Yeah, sure. I see how much you're scrolling. (laughs) There's a lot in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I can tell us about Mm -mm. um, the British Museum from episode 252, Haunted Museums. Great. So a former director of the museum anonymously told writer Noah Angel, or Angel, oh. uh, writing for decolonialhacker.org. quote, "As I turned the lights off, it was like, "You know when you get a tingling sensation like someone's right behind you?" It wasn't dark at the time. The lights were still on, but it felt like someone was there. Yeah. The only way I could perceive it was someone had put their hand in and grabbed my spine and sent the biggest chill up my spine. <laughs> 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 I kind of ignored it and said to my colleague, that was weird. Uh, you can unlock that in the morning. I refused to go back in there, you know, about some room. Mm-hmm. He was a Welshman and he was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. He went back in the morning to unlock it, and I followed him. When we got back to the same area again, I got the same chills, but he actually had jelly legs as well for no reason whatsoever. It completely put me off that whole area. It was that feeling of, I'll get up your back. I want you out of my area. And for him to say that he felt his legs go like jelly, it even freaked him out. And we just went out of there as quick as you could say, boo. We were gone. We were gone. Hmm. So this article um kind of comes from their perspective kind of unsurprisingly because from a website called decolonialhacker.com from the perspective of class which i thought was kind of interesting and it was talking about how for a lot of museums it's really the cleaners and guards who experience the brunt of paranormal stuff um because they're there at night when it's you know for whatever reason said that right that more scary things happen in off hours where there's less
0: distraction for whatever yeah there could be still ghosts doing stuff while the business is open, but people but might not notice
1: it or whatever because the place is like on. super crowded yeah um but the thing is is that their accounts don't really hold as much weight as the higher-ups who don't want to talk about this stuff uh, because it might seem silly because the higher-ups are kind of need to hold themselves with a little bit more like import and serious and a classist
0: assumption that if you're cleaning the place mm-hmm. maybe you are easily fooled or right. you trick yourself you're not or... as
1: like serious a person you're not as learned as me right right, right. so like it's easier to kind of brush off mm-hmm. some of these accounts for that That's reason interesting. which i thought was yeah really interesting that a lot of these come it seems like from this research from people who work there like in these sorts of jobs instead of like the higher up ones yeah uh, so for example there was a spate of weird door happenings Uh, these are doors that couldn't have possibly opened or shut on their own but someone posited that they had just recently turned the medieval Christian gallery into the Islamic artifacts gallery. Could spirits or energies or whatever be pissed since they were enemies since these things were enemies in medieval times?
0: oh,
1: So like you know the Christians and the Islamic people like had problems and so could there be like a turf war over these things like sharing the same space i'll tell
0: you what in the ghostbusters video game you go through um uh the uh natural history museum i think yeah and you i don't know if this makes sense but in the video game you go through a room where it's the civil war yeah and union and confederate soldiers are still fighting
1: so the same kind of thought yes and i believe it's documentary Night at the Museum. I couldn't remember the name of yes. it. I was about to say Museum at Night. Yes. Where Robin Williams is Teddy Roosevelt. And I'm sure he's feuding with somebody who he feuded with in real life.
0: No, he falls in love with uh, uh, Sacagawea or Pocahontas.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Remember? I was pulling it out of my no, ass. weird?
1: Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that at all. Museum
0: de la Noche.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, okay. So.
0: Remember that Easter Island that just goes like, how you doing, dum-dum? Hey, you jub job. <laughs> that was the whole <laughs> gag. Is that he talks like that?
1: Kind of. I feel like I can picture that.
0: Brad Garrett calling, calling Ben <laughs> Stiller and dumb dumb <laughs> Yeah, he jub job
1: I wonder if Zoe would like that movie.
0: I'm sure she would. Yeah, especially if we went to the museum.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We should watch that. Um. Okay. So. This blog had a historian of the Anglo-Saxon period, who also happens to be a psychic medium named Patsy Sorrenti, in to talk about this and had this to say um, about this specific incident, about the, you know, Christianity-Islam idea. Whoever was looking after that, whoever was linked to those objects, maybe more than one person, has got the hump. Because you swapped Christianity for Islam, and in the medieval world in those times, that was the devil. Because you represent the people who work here, you are responsible. So meaning whoever is swapping these things out, you're at fault for, like, daring to put something that one group thought of as very evil into their space. So now you're in the crosshairs. You just told the
0: ghost that you're a horse's ass.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. shut Get get your head
0: out of your ass, ghost. Yeah, stop being
1: an asshole. Um so that's why the door is closed on you and that's why your man was thrown. You know uh-huh. talking like British people. Yes. Uh that's what it is. You've replaced Christianity and you've replaced it with something that's a devil to us. You displaced it, you displaced us for that. Okay. So she's what she's saying that that's what these Christian ghosts are saying to her.
0: Oh okay. I thought she was aligning with the Christian ghosts.
1: No, no, no. She's okay. she's speaking as like it is kind of phrased like that. I can see why you think that, but no, she's saying like they're saying you're yeah. replacing us with something that you know we're repelled by or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, because they were assholes. I don't think that Pat- Patsy Sorrento was saying she is. Okay. Um, They also talk about museums as object prisons, which I thought was kind of a neat idea and how maybe using that line of thinking, how maybe hauntings are like prison strikes in that context. Like if you're like, look, I'm attached to this item or it's an item that like really means something to me or whatever. And we're holed up here. Like it's not used for whatever its original intention was because say it's like, I don't know. A salad bowl from antiquity. Sure, like their relatives and people that they care about aren't still using and enjoying the salad bowl because you need to like have it on display for people to pay and gawk at. We're pissed, so we're gonna rise up. I like that. I like that. Like That's too. interesting. I think it's a fun idea. Yeah, absolutely. And um how, if you believe that objects can carry energy, sometimes these are objects of mortal enemies that are uh, housed close to each other. Could that cause turmoil? So, kind of in the same way that like swapping out the christian artifacts for the islamic artifacts could make whatever ghosts or whatever is attached to the christian artifacts get mad it this scenario is saying what
0: well it just occurred to me the christian artifacts aren't there anymore so aren't those ghosts Well, i would think they're in a different part of it sitting in a crate somewhere
1: right but i don't think the ghosts are literally attached like they're living inside a vase Uh, okay
0: all right i don't know i don't know
1: But I don't know, maybe they're swapped to a different area. But same
0: deal with proximity now is what you're saying.
1: Right, so rather than being like it's swapped out, so they're pissed that they were usurped, what if they're in the same room? That makes more sense. And they're like, hey, 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 like uh, looking at each other. uh, uh, And that's causing all sorts of activity. Yeah,
0: that's the plot of the fourth Matrix movie. Trinity and Neo are Mm -hmm. kept in pods just close enough that their energies sort of resonate with each other.
1: Okay. I kind of remember that. I remember being confused. Yeah, I was about confused
0: this. too. It didn't make yeah. much sense to me.
1: <laughs> I didn't know if it was because I hadn't seen the Matrix movies in a long time. Right. But I was having a hard time with that.
0: No, it didn't matter if you saw them or not. That was brand new, and it was very puzzling.
1: Very good.
0: With that full review is on our Patreon.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So that's it that's for this it. round. Yeah. All right, I
0: like it. Yeah, I like it. Although I would love to give you a mini from Seinfeld just oh, to please. cap it off, please. just a closer from Seinfeld. Yeah. If you would uh, be so kind. And as on a high honor. note,
1: like George.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bub the Zombie from Day of the Dead. Yeah. That actor is named Sherman Roy. Or no, Sherman Howard. Mm-hmm. And he plays a character on Seinfeld named Roy. Mm-hmm. So the actor, Bub the Zombie, is in Seinfeld. But he's got a notable role. Because he is in the season four episode 20 episode, The Junior Mint. Oh, the Junior Mint. Bub the Zombie from Day of the Dead is there. Is Jerry and Kramer's friend who's going in for surgery.
1: Splayed open yet again.
0: And Kramer tries to give Jerry a Junior Mint. Yeah. They argue in the big, like, you know, <laughs> like surgery the theater. theater. Yeah. And the Junior Mint flies up and goes into Roy's open body right. during the surgery. Uh, they're uh... observing his splenectomy. Right. Right. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> they don't tell anyone. <laughs> so that's Bub the Zombie is in there. It's delightful. It's great. It's great.
1: It's one of the most iconic things from Seinfeld. Uh, I think.
0: Undeniably. Yes. Yeah. The Junior Mint. They're quite refreshing. Yeah. Nobody's contesting that. No. All right, everybody. A oh, grab bag. Yes. A little bit of everything. Because mm-hmm. why not? Absolutely. It's like a charcuterie plate of the macabre. Yes. Now, I certainly have more. Yeah. I saw how much scrolling you were doing. It looks like you were. No, I'm tapped out. You're tapped out. I'm tapped out. Oh, you were scrolling through stuff you'd already talked about. Yes, yes. Wow, so you cleaned house. Yep. Mm -hmm. Look at spring clean. Boom.
1: Yeah. Clean as a whistle. We suck at high fiving. I don't know if people know that out there. You know? I don't know why they would. I know that people don't know that. They may have heard
0: an anemic little clap. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you had a good time. Mm -hmm. How do you think a pig man would stand? what directions is head looking in We'd
1: love to know please leave it in the comments
0: gotta know yeah as far as my Seinfeld stuff we could probably do another episode or I could probably whip out a Seinfeld fact like every episode for a while I don't (laughs) know works for
1: me I'm sure I will build back up my stores
0: undeniably yes and I'll keep Seinfeld at the ready yep all right everyone patreon.com slash Uh, GTTU pod, if you uh, are are so inclined. Mm -hmm. I also just saw that there is a new post about us just while we've been talking at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. And Mm -hmm. so I have a little bit uh, of info that I can share with you. Oh, great. For schedule and details about the Jersey Devil Fable Festival, you can go to JerseyDevilFest.com. Oh, great. JerseyDevilFest.com. And once again- on Friday night, we are going to be at the on the panel for the the film festival portion. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, May 6th at 3 p.m., we will be doing a show live and in person. Yeah. Come drop by. We'll have a table before and after. Mm-hmm. Come say hello. It's gonna be a good time. Asbury Park, New Jersey is a, a fun place to explore. Yep. And you can have a good time where we can meet face to face and say hi.
1: Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh, hey. Oh. Oh, hey. Oh, nice to meet you.
0: Uh, For more, I apologize
1: for being so sweaty.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, especially if we really are outside. I'll be covered in a variety of creams. Yeah, same. Um, And obviously follow at GTTupod, Mm because you know that we'll be posting uh, in the run-up as well. Um, And you can follow us online uh, uh, individually if you'd like.
1: Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen.
0: I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all again one last time. We'll be back next week. For more spooky stuff. Mm -hmm. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back
1: to the netherworld, go we. Who knows what we'll cover? It could be
0: anything. I can't imagine. I can't wait to find out. I don't know what we're going to say. Oh my God, it's going to be great.